over $65 million in sales, my special guest has generated for some of the top businesses creators in the game. I'm so pumped about this. I'm so excited. If you're a creator, a business owner, anybody pretty much who needs to be leveraging YouTube in today's creator economy, this is the ultimate masterclass. You're not going to want to miss this. And by the way, get your questions ready because you can ask them live on the air. Let's get cooking. Welcome, y'all. What would happen if I took a chance? It's always hard at first glance. I don't want to, but I know I got to do it. The truth is hard to swallow. I think I'll chew it. Welcome, everybody, to the Creator Economy live stream podcast show. I'm your host, Professor Nez, and we're just going to jump right into it. Podcast listeners, replay viewers, welcome. I love y'all, and if you have any questions, leave them in the comments, and we will come back and answer them. I'm so excited, and without further ado, we're just going to jump right into it. We have somebody who's probably supposed to have been on the show long, long ago, Anthony Ambrose is probably one of the top um, YouTube consultants, strategists. He has gotten play buttons for creators and businesses faster than anybody I know. And he's just a down-to-earth, cool dude. Um, I actually met him at Vid Summit about five years ago before the, the, the pandemic. He was super, super cool, super, super humble. And he's just got a ton of knowledge. There's not too many people that I know and I've been in this space for over decades, that has the kind of YouTube knowledge that Anthony has. So without further ado, everybody, welcome Anthony to the show. Let's get this cooking right here. Anthony, how are you? Doing great, man. <laughs> Super cool to have you here, brother. And before we get cooking with questions, because I've got a ton of questions, and live, live viewers, leave your questions in the comments and we will get to them. Hey, Christopher from LinkedIn, great to see you. Make sure you share this out. Let's get as many people and help as many people as possible. So, Anthony, before we get cooking, why YouTube? Talk to us a little bit about, you know, briefly, how did you get into this game? What started it all? All right. Yeah, the origin story. Yeah. Um, so so this is going to probably date me a, a bit. <laughs> um, so back in the days of the iPod, which I feel like uh, recently I retired, right, from existence. Um, yeah. There was this thing called podcasting that was going on. And so originally I was in in the world of podcasting. Like I had I had my own little podcast. Uh, but then I started seeing the the sort of like the iteration of video podcasts, which if I say that now, it just sounds weird, but at the same time, it's sort of doing this full circle thing. So mm -hmm. back in 2007, 2008, I was getting into like video podcasts because that's the thing that existed at that time. Uh, because the iPod can now uh, show videos. So I started following programming that had like this aspect of like, here's this, this, you know, this one-on-one -on -one interview, like we're doing right now, um, or like a host sort of sharing news and sharing information. And so that really fascinated me. And I was like, I want to do this. I, I want to start changing my audio podcast to a video. And so I started running around uh, the streets of Utah <laughs> or Provo, Utah, uh, just interviewing local bands, uh, friends that were throwing events, uh, promoters, all this stuff that I thought, you know, they were doing something interesting. So I was, I would go to like their, their live events, film them, interview them on the street. 
and uh, and just get these really fascinating stories. Um, and then I started bringing them over to my house to interview them there. And then that sort of evolved into this idea of like, oh, I could uh, I could put this on like public television, <laughs> like public broadcasting. Like that's what I was thinking about at the time. But then like YouTube was around. So I was like, you know what? I'll just create a web series, a documentary style web series and put it on YouTube and just sort of feature the things that I like and, and the people that are doing amazing things, whether that's graffiti uh, artists, DJing, breakdancing, all this type of stuff. Cause that's, that's the culture that I was into, um, with hip hop. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. And so I created a show called urban media and I did that for a couple of years, uh, just going out, uh, filming, recording, uh, started going to other States, California, Arizona, and all that stuff, uh, just to highlight these amazing people and put it on YouTube. And, and I started this, this series and, and it was tons of fun to do now, right. As soon as I graduated from college, that's where um, I started getting like messages from people at companies saying like, hey, we see this YouTube channel you created. Could you come work for us and do the same thing? And I was like, sure, that that doesn't seem so bad. And so uh, the very first job I got straight out of college was a little company called Bodyguards. And then that's where my mindset sort of shifted into like, oh, not only can I feature people or and, and share amazing stories and document things, um, but I can also sell using mm. YouTube. And and from there on, like the rest is history. I just sort of like realized like I could create a video, put it on YouTube, and get sales within the hour um, without running an ad. It was just all organic content. And so yeah, from there the rest sort of became history. Where I started working with different influencers or creators in the space giving them advice, consulting with them, uh, seeing them grow and, and become these phenomenal stars, uh, working on some of their projects behind the scenes. Um, and then, yeah, just working at different agencies or different companies uh, in their marketing or video production department because they didn't know where to put me with, with my skill <laughs> sets, right? They're like, he's a marketer, but he also yeah. does these videos. So he'll run this team or he'll run that team. Um, or will he'll just be his own silo? <laughs> so a lot of time I was just a one man band. Um, and, and honestly that helped a lot to develop my skills faster and be like really efficient with my time. Because if you're the only one there that has to do it all, uh, you, you develop systems really quickly. So it kind of reminds me of, thank you, by the way, Anthony yeah. and, and, and everybody listening and watching. If you have a question, leave your question in the comment, type a capital Q in front of your question and just try to make it as brief as possible. If we need more context, we'll ask you. But Anthony, that reminds me of like what you just said. Whenever people ask me what I do or any creator, right? Um, you know, it's very simple if you're a doctor or if you're an attorney or if you're a project manager, et cetera, et cetera. But when people say like, what do you do? You know, do I say YouTuber? Do I say content creator? Do I say uh, I run my own consulting agency? Do I say, you know, there's so many live streamer, podcaster. There's so many different hats that we as YouTubers wear. And it's it still seems like even in 2023, it still seems like this is not like something that's easy to define like being a creator who makes money with their content. Content creator almost doesn't even cover it because 
as a content creator, as you know, you're wearing a billion six hats, right? Um, you're the marketer, you're the operations leader, you're the salesman, you're the distributor, you're the editor, you're the thumbnail designer, right? Um, this is so awesome. So I, I, I want to just ask you and, and just jump right into it because your story is awesome. What do you see that's happening right now with YouTube that we as creators, we as businesses uh, should be paying attention to most right now, as of this recording, May 21st, 2023, I have a feeling everything that you're going to talk about today is going to resonate, but what's happening right now? What is on your radar that you're like, man, this is the one thing you tell your clients, you need to be focusing on this when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I would say like, so YouTube, you got to always remember it, it is a platform. It is a company. And so in order for it to continue growing and being successful as a company and as a platform, it has to continuously be innovating and, and creating something or pushing some new product. Right now, with that said, like YouTube over the, the course of its history has had plenty of new products to push towards creators. Like, you know, it's like, Hey, do this, do that. Um, like for instance, like people probably have forgotten about YouTube stories or don't even know that YouTube stories is a thing that exists. Um, and it's, and it's a failed product. Like it, it really is. It's a bad feature. <laughs> um, Instagram has stories, you know, Snapchat was the thing that revolutionized stories. They're the ones who like first launched it all, but like Facebook, Instagram, um, and even TikTok has stories. Like all these platforms have stories. YouTube tried to do it. It, it sort of failed, right? LinkedIn uh, tried to do it too. That failed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't even pay attention to, to the LinkedIn stories. Um, and, and what's interesting there, um, because the idea behind stories, and, and I'm going to sort of emphasize this a little bit because it'll, it'll play into the rest of this, but the idea behind stories, the reason why it was revolutionary when it first came out on Snapchat was because the thing that at that time that was really doing well on YouTube was, was storytelling in the vlog sense, right? Like mm. very organic, raw, like here, let me tell you, let me show you my day, right? And, and sometimes people sort of make fun of social media in that in that sense of like, Nobody cares what you're having for breakfast, but that's not true. Like, like we're all very curious people and, and, and sort of will care what someone is, is having for breakfast. In fact, we probably follow people who tell us, you know, what their morning routines are and, and what their day to day is because we find that fascinating and we're trying to, you know, see a different perspective and be like, Oh, how can I incorporate that into my life? And so when a platform like Snapchat put stories out there, it was like, Oh, now I don't have to spend all this time documenting my day and then editing it down for a, a long video that's 10 minutes long to go on YouTube. Now I can just do it on the fly, 24-7. Convenience, right? right. There's, there's all this convenience factor. Plus everyone had, you know, smartphones that made it easy, right? When Instagram did it and Facebook did it, like even more access to a, a wider uh, general public there, right? So now I, I bring that up because... Um, the, the big new features with YouTube right now are YouTube shorts, even though that was, has been launched for a while, but now I feel like they've figured their, their, uh, their algorithms. <laughs> it's still not as amazing as TikTok's algorithm when it comes to uh, short form content, but YouTube is doing a, a really good job now. And plus there's people that are actually supplying content for that now. Um, but there's still a demand for it. 
and then podcasts like the other the newest feature is podcast for youtube now i speak about these features because it's like all of a sudden it's like all right this is my opportunity now to start the channel and, and start using all these features but the truth is some of these features aren't fully tried and tested yet um they're just sort of out there and youtube won't know how to tweak it won't know how to like adapt it to the creator the creators don't even know how to fully use it yet either um and so every creator that starts to use those features are just going to be sort of the guinea pigs <laughs> yeah um, yeah and, and while that and while you know there could be these things that will take off whether it's like youtube podcasting the podcasting feature itself um, or just starting channels with just youtube shorts like that happens like it'll it, it'll it'll work for some people but for a majority of people it might not work right but the biggest element to that uh or or what's going to create that success is it so much these features of these new opportunities as it is the tried and true method of telling a solid story yeah <laughs> right that's always going to be the test of time and the example for that is is filmmaking and television right those are two old medias that still exist today and still generate billions of dollars and, and create stars and, and, and sell all sorts of product because it's still just good storytelling. And so everyone just needs that. And now when you, when we're talking about storytelling, that still involves educating people. Like when people watch shows like, you know, Ted Lasso or, or like if we're going a little back in time, friends or the office or whatever, right? Like, yes, we're getting entertained, but we're also like learning something about people as they sort of interact with each other. We're like learning empathy. We're learning about like how people react to situations, how they overreact to them, you know, what they find funny, like what's like, you know, oh, I don't, what makes us uncomfortable and, and all those things, you know, sort of help us as, as people. Now, now I feel like I'm getting very philosophical here, <laughs> but in the end, like all that just sort of helps us. I feel like in a way, uh, like tune out from life a little bit, but also gain something from it because yeah. we all can't experience everyone else's experiences, but we get a little bit of that when we watch, uh, or watch, listen and read good stories. And yeah. that's why, you know, books are still a fantastic thing, right? That's like, that's, that's one thing that I recently read of like, if you want people to really develop care and, and love and empathy, read read books read fiction right read read stuff so that we can see the perspective of other people's lives that you will never experience um oh, speak my language you know I, I, I used to teach yeah. oh sorry go ahead Anthony. And, and i was gonna say like and i feel that's why youtube still is fantastic as a platform because one thing that i try to help companies when I, especially when i work with companies and entrepreneurs like the company objective and the entrepreneur objective is that is that they want to make money, right? Because if they don't make money, they don't exist. Like it, it, it yep. goes away, right? But there is still that 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 great intention of like also they also want to create an impact, right? Sometimes the money and the impact thing that scale sort of teeters and totters, right? Um, oh yeah. But, but like but it's not an easy life. <laughs> uh, but that's where that's where the amazing factor of YouTube comes into play because you can still. Mm right now today create a piece of content put it on youtube have someone that's looking for that content find it in the search watch it engage with it and then 
you know, come away from it learning something or being entertained by it. Um, and and no, there isn't very other, there isn't a lot of other plat platforms that allow you to do that without someone sort of sharing it uh, to someone yeah. else. Um, we got we got a great question from Gracie, awesome. uh, but before I get to yeah. that, um, uh, Anthony's a good name. Good to see you, Al. Al's in the house. Good to see you. Um, I wanted to ask you. Speaking of money and monetization, yeah. um, so you know when you have businesses and brands reach out to you and they and they they're like, look, Anthony, I don't care about fame. I don't care about followers. I don't care about likes. I want conversions, which, you know, I consult clients as well. And their aim, their objective, especially if you want to work with a brand or be sponsored, they literally only care about conversions. They That's all they care about. And like you said, it's fantastic to be philosophical and impact. That's that's beautiful. And I love that. Everybody wants that. But at the end of the day, we don't exist without money. So if, if a brand or business comes to you, let's say, for example, let's try to be tactical here yeah, yeah. and says, Hey, Anthony, you know, I'm a, um, you know, I create, uh, um, um, you know, uh, let's just say I am a plumbing company and I'm new in the area. Um, there's a lot of competitors, uh, but I see nobody's using or utilizing YouTube. How can you help me get my business out there? How can you help me you know, increase sales. You know, I've got a family, I've got a mortgage. What would you, uh, as somebody who's generated a lot of business for companies, what would you say to this new plumber who's entered into the arena of their local area, or maybe he's just started his business and, or maybe he's struggling, right? What would you tell him are some things that he should be doing first uh, to, to capitalize on that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, the, the tactical thing is really, understanding who their customer really is right and oftentimes businesses and business owners don't know who their customer is even even if they are successful sometimes they forget who that customer is and they go off and do something weird um <laughs> so, so so first of all it's, it's knowing that right knowing who your customer is who your audience is who the viewer is going to be because from there then you can resonate with them with the instructions you give them right like with the with the content that you're going to create and it goes back to that that idea of you got to tell a wonderful story that's going to help them resonate with who you are as a person. And that's the thing that I, I, I have to teach people, business owners, entrepreneurs and, and companies, is that you guys can't just be this entity that that like people can't relate to. You have to bring the human element to it. So like with a company, it's like I need a, a face for this company that represents the company. So going back to when I worked with bodyguards, like I became the face of bodyguards for a couple for a, a couple months as I was doing the stuff there, um, and and that's what helped close the deals because as AT and T saw the videos, they're like they're like that guy that you guys have doing the videos is awesome, like he's genuine, like I, I feel a connection to him. Let's let's have your products in our stores. That literally created the millions of dollars in revenue that came. Into wow that company, right? Because it's like, here's a person that I can relate to. He's, he is selling and talking about screen protectors and cases. Like, it's like, okay. But like, you know, besides the fact that everyone needs that, they also needed to know that there was a human behind it. Right. Um, and so going back to like the plumber, like the plumber needs to be on camera or someone at that company needs to be on camera that, that can feel comfortable on camera, or even if they're awkward on camera, that's, that's still fantastic because then you get to sort of see 
this person evolve over time and get better because when i look at my old videos they're really bad <laughs> but i mean oh man me too me too <laughs> and, and then and then that person what they're gonna do right away it's always it's never be... as bad as you think it is though <laughs> <laughs> that's true i think i think we're our worst critic <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the first thing that plumber's gonna do is is be like okay i'm gonna be in front of this camera i'm gonna get someone to be in front of this camera and then they're going to literally provide as much help as possible to someone that would hire them, right? So they're going to give a lot of free things away that that shows them how to fix their toilet or how to unclog it or like what plunger to buy, like those types of things, right? Right away. Or, or what issues happen in the area that they need to be aware of, right? Like, I mean, a plumber should know their local area to know like, oh, maybe there's going to be some flood to watch out for or there's going to be sewage is going to back up because I just saw the city working on some stuff like they would have all that information to give. And, and what happens is that like when someone's trying to figure something out, they're quickly going to go to YouTube or Google and be like, all right, you know, my my toilet got clogged. How do I unclog it? What do I do? And and that's where that video will pop up. They'll see who this person is and this person helped them gave them free information. It's like, okay, now I know if there's a problem with, with my plumbing, like pipe burst, something crazy that I can't handle in a few minutes. Like this is the person I want to come in here because right. I trust them because they already gave me free information that worked and helped me out. And, and I didn't have to go pay 40 bucks or 50 bucks for them to come out and do that. Right. Um, and so, and so it kind of reminds me of that. Um, dad how do i channel if you oh, know yeah. who i'm talking yeah, about like how channel. yeah yeah like he he got like a million subscribers in less than like a month or something yeah and he started with his story where he'd never had a dad what an amazing idea for a youtube channel but he never had a dad who taught him i think he i think i can't remember what the story is if anybody wants to correct me please but it's something like he never had a dad to teach him things and so he wanted to be that sort of dad that teaches, you know, his kids, you know, how do I drive a car? How do I drive stick? How do I change a, you know, a, a spark plug or how do I fix the toilet, et cetera, et cetera. And the channel just blew up. He was on NBC, like I think two months after his channel went live and he launched it. And it just kind of speaks to what you're talking about, Anthony, which is tell your story, humanize your brand. I love this comment from Gracie on LinkedIn Gracie says, humanize your brand, right? People do business with people, not businesses or buildings. Yeah. Um, it's not about your billboard or your fancy product. Who's behind the billboard? Who's behind the product? So I, I absolutely love this. What do you think? This just popped in my head. And, and, and I want to get to Gracie's question too. What do you think of these people who keep touting these faceless channels? <laughs> I get ads like this all the time, Anthony. And they're like, hey, you can you can make passive income. You can make, I make $10,000 a month and it's all automated. And all you need to do, you don't need to be, create videos. You need it. What do you think of these people who are sort of gaming the system? Does that actually work or is that just bubkus? Um, it, it works and it doesn't. <laughs> Meaning that like, <laughs> To do a faceless channel, you're probably going to put the same amount of work and effort into it as you would a channel where you're in it, right? It's now, never easy, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, now we'll say here's the funny thing. Um, I, I ran I ran a few case studies with faceless channels where I worked with someone to create one, and and right away we realized that like that that you know face 
that that part was like you know having that humanized factor of like here's this person like that that quickly like deteriorated the channel in the sense that we didn't have that right so no one could attach themselves to the channel in some way because youtube again is a social media platform most people just see it as a broadcasting platform but no it, it that's why it's youtube it's like you you broadcast yourself um and so like that channel didn't work well even though the the, the content was phenomenal um and I feel it would work if someone was a host for it. And in fact, I have seen faceless channels that basically evolve to a face. Like, like, and and sometimes it's not the face. Sometimes it's just the voice that everyone knows and loves. Yeah. Uh, examples of that is like um, Honest Trailers. Honest Trailers is is this funny channel that does like these uh, voiceover for movie trailers or movies, and it just gives you like this very literal breakdown. And, and, and sort of gives you all these jokes about about like the movies and, and explains it in a really funny way. Um, but that voice is sort of the face of that channel. And in fact, those who fall in love with the channel and the content go on to go watch the the behind the scenes of the voice actor and like how he does it. And and they and they do interviews with him and they and they sort of talk about how they write these scripts. So there's there's a more behind the scenes element of like, oh, these are the people responsible for this show. I really enjoy. Um, and, and like, even like, uh, the watch mojo series, most people oh, yeah. are familiar with that. That's been around for a, over a decade now. Um, most people think of it as a faceless channel, but there is a voice and a face to that channel that appears every now and then. And in fact, it's so, it's so interesting because there's this clip of, uh, uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, right? Like him and, and his co-star, find out that the, the girl that's interviewing them is the voice of watch mojo and they're fangirling. Over no it. way. They're like, they're like, we watch, we watch this series. It's like, you're the, you're the girl, you're the voice. And then she's like, yeah. And they're like, say the, say the line, say the line. And she says the line and they just all flip out and, and they're excited. And so here's like these movie stars getting excited for this YouTube channel that they watched growing up because it had a human element, whether that was that voice or the face that would show up every now and then to sort of say like, this is the person behind this channel or this is the host yeah. of this channel, right? That's awesome. And before we get to Gracie's question, so what your example of, you know, the plumber trying to get more leads, trying to get more conversions, that yeah. applies to if you're a realtor, if you're oh, a yeah. real estate agent, uh, a service provider, uh, it's selling any products. Maybe you're a restaurateur or you're a local Greek restaurant or anything like that. Would you say that what you just said about the plumber gaining more traction applies to pretty much any business is kind of humanizing, tell your story, um, get your face in front of the camera, let people feel you, let people understand you. Is that is that what I'm kind of hearing you say, Anthony, before we get to Gracie's question? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Like, for instance, the way, the way I was able to humanize, like, screen protectors <laughs> um, <laughs> or cases was, was to show the use case, right? To show, to show like, um, not only – because a product always has certain features or use cases, right? Like, this is how you will use – the screen protector it protects your screen <laughs> um and, and and so like i created a series where we put the screen protector on the phone to sort of put it into challenging situations that sometimes people would face whether that's working in the garage or working like you know or having your phone in the kitchen um but then we took it to an extreme for for a wow factor so the the series that was called bodyguards versus 
And, um, and so we took the phone and the screen protector to places to show like, okay, here's how this could be used and how it would still protect your phone and you'd be fine. Um, and you wouldn't have to like replace your screen, right? Spend all this money. And, and so like, we're hitting on certain emotional factors of like, like these, these devices are expensive. Like there was no payment plan at that time. <laughs> like, like it was like, it was like you pay for it up front. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's a, and it's a couple of hundred dollars to to a thousand dollars. Um, and then you buy the screen protector, right? And so, like, we were hitting on that factor of like, of like, people do not want to break their phone because then they yeah. it's right. But then we're sort of showing the wow factor in a lot of those videos were like literally so like in the garage, like the, the the phones in the garage, and we use power tools in that garage to like beat the crap out of the phone, like hammer, nails, like like a drill. Uh, like a uh, sander, all this stuff to then show like, Hey, your device is still safe. And then like, you know, we'd reveal, we'd pull the screen protector off and the screen's like still intact. Right. Um, and, and sometimes what people didn't realize, and, and I wish we would have made this more of a selling point. We were using our own devices. We didn't buy extra devices at the time. Wow. <laughs> like, I, I used my own device many times. Uh, like there was one time where I threw it up in the air and hit it with a metal bat Jeez, bat. Um, it didn't. It didn't break. It bet though. That was sort of funny. Put <laughs> it back in place. Um, wow! But really like, illustrating the uh, <laughs> talk about demo. Talk about a demo, right? Yeah. So, so that demo was very impactful. But the very first video when we did that series was literally on the streets. So I mm. stopped people and said, "Hey, here's some tools for you. Here's like hammer, like razors, like all nails, whatever you want to use. Pick your pick your weapon." and go to town on this phone. And so they did that. Like they just went, they just beat it. And they're just like, and they like saw no scratches and they're just like, what the, they're like, what? There's not scratching. And I was like, well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> like, and, and, uh, and, and so that was an amazing sell, but that was the, that was sort of the, the humanizing factor of like, like we can let people demo it. We can show the extreme, the extreme factors of it. And then it's like, you know, our hands of like, someone's actually doing this yeah um and, and so like there's like humanizing things and, and then you're building trust too yeah, yeah uh like the humanizing factor sometimes could like you could humanize your restaurants by by like you know the hands that prepare the food by the building by the setting the atmosphere um because it's sort of that that pov shot like then puts the viewer in in that spot to sort of walk into the restaurant, see it, sit down, see the food presented to them, see the steam coming out of it, all that stuff. It's sort of like providing the, this sensory of like, of like, Oh, I'm experiencing this now. Like now I want to experience it in real life. <laughs> um, Love it. So, so that's, that's what's always wonderful about uh, locations or, or products, right? Products, especially because like you can like say like, you know, here's my wallet, here's all the stuff I put in my wallet. You know, I don't like that it's bulky or I want it thin or I want, you know, everything to be held inside of it. Um, those things people relate to. And that's that's where that humanizing factor comes into play. Right. Right. Love it. Um, that's great, Anthony. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. Um, Gracie has a question. And by the way, if you're watching this live or even on the replay podcast listeners, feel free to come back, leave a comment. We also have a questionnaire form in the description of the video. If you want to fill that out and I'll have Anthony answer that later, please fill that out. Um, Gracie has a question here. She says, Anthony, 
What are the lessons you learned? This sounds like this could be, this could be its own show right here. (laughs) Um, What are the lessons that you learned from failure on YouTube or, you know, pretty much anything related to that? Great question, Gracie. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, you know, that's always a great question. And I always feel like it's a little hard to, to like answer because at the time when you fail, you're sort of like, you're sort of like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Or you just, or, or if you're like me, you fail and you're just like, okay, well, time to keep moving on. Like, and that, and that's a different type of mindset, right? Like there's some people who will fail and it's like, and I'm done. Like, I, I, I'm going to go do something else now. And, um, and, and then I think uh, really quickly, Anthony, I think how we can relate this to the topic. I know you, you see this all the time. Cause I do too. How many creators, if they don't get success on YouTube within a certain time frame or even an unrealistic time frame, they quit. They end up yeah. quitting and they're like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not getting any views. I'm not getting any subscribers. Um, you know, have you had to correct that mindset? And, you know, you look at somebody like Mr. Beast who didn't get any traction on his channel for seven years. Right. The first seven years of his channel, he didn't get really anywhere, but it was his commitment, his obsession, his dedication um, I think that's a good way to frame the question. Uh, otherwise, cause I know that question can go in yeah. a million different directions, but framing it towards YouTube success, how, how do you kind of, um, how do you sort of, uh, you know, pose that or approach failure when it comes to YouTube? Cause I know a lot of your clients probably come to you and hire you through frustration, correct? Yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, when, to, to sort of look at it more on the YouTube side, like to me, like you haven't failed on YouTube. If you like, I don't, the only time I feel like someone has failed on YouTube is if they literally um, have quit <laughs> like, and, and, or haven't been able to really pivot uh, when, when things aren't working. Right. Uh, because honestly, every video that you produce, you're going to learn something from that experience of producing that video, whether it's like, oh, I spent way too much time focusing on my lighting when when I should have focused more on my script or uh, I spent way too much time on the video itself and not enough on the title or the thumbnail um, or I made the video and then I didn't promote it at all. It just sort of stayed there. and. And, and I hoped it was going to just take off on its own. Right. Um, and so like, as you evolve on YouTube, as you create, and as you get subscribers and engagement and views, you start to learn from all that, that feedback that you're getting, right. Whether that sometimes that feedback is zero views, right. You made something you probably thought it was amazing and, and no one saw it. So I wish I could say, I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so there it's like, okay, well, why didn't no one see it? Was it? Why does that hurt? <laughs> was it the content just being terrible? Was it? Was it my thumbnail sucked? Was it my title sucked? Was it like no SEO? Uh, just no one really care about this topic. Um, there's a lot of that co- that comes into play. So that's really where you start learning from the technical failure of like of zero views or of no growth or or no money coming in. It's like all right, where where is it that I need to focus more on or where do I need to make my shifts or, or change things? Like where do I need to go back and research some things some more 
while still not not stopping from actually producing content and, and, and putting stuff out there, right? You mean to tell me, Anthony, it's not the algorithm's fault? <laughs> it's very rarely the algorithm's fault. <laughs> How many times have you had creators say that to you? Hey, Anthony, I know my stuff is good. I'm getting tons of hits on TikTok or Facebook, but YouTube's algorithm is against me. <laughs> how, how many times has that happened to you, Anthony? And what do you say to them? Oh man, so so many times. And what I say to them is that, uh, I mean, it, it always depends on what they're trying to do, right? Um, like, really, it's like it's like the only person they're having to really compete with isn't the algorithm; it's themselves, it's themselves, right? Like it's themselves. Like, like that's where that's where like YouTube said, "Hey, you know what, you guys? Like, we're tired of you guys blaming us. We're going to provide you a leaderboard to show you." How, how your videos are doing as soon as they go out. Because that leaderboard that shows up where it shows your top 10 videos that went out and how they ranked amongst themselves uh, really gives you a, a humbling moment to be like, oh, I made this video and it sucks because it's on spot number 10 and, and I can't get it you know past that right now. So it's like, I'm the one doing something wrong. <laughs> um, and, and then when you get to that number one spot, you're just like super stoked because all of a sudden you, you've like, you've raised the bar yourself, like, cause you're competing with yourself. So like, it's like, all right, now you beat your last record. Cool. Now go and make some more awesome content and see if you can crush that record and then get to the top again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I love this would, comment. Would, That's really cool, Anthony. And I love this comment from Angie. Angie's an awesome creator. Big shout out to Chris Stone as well. Uh, Dealcasters Live. Gracie's in the house. Big shout out to Jennifer Crocus Cooper. So awesome to see you. She says, hey, Nez, great content as always. Thank you for bringing an amazing guest who wants to help others as well. I think this is, I know Angie's not asking this question, but I'm going to actually use this comment to ask our awesome YouTube expert a question. She says, I'm still grinding three years. Don't want to quit, but it does mess with your head, the ups and downs. Hey, Anthony. Yeah. You know, I've been on YouTube for over eight years. Uh, I've got multiple channels. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say there are days I want to just throw a brick at my <laughs> computer. I'd be lying if I didn't say there were days where I'm like, how in the world is this happening? Like, I don't even, I know my target audience. I know how YouTube works. My thumbnail, I know it's a thumbnail design that I've implemented many, many times that has gotten a ton of hits. Why is my CTR? Why is my AVD? I shortened my intro. I concentrated on the first 30 seconds, but like this sort of roller coaster. And I think this relates to Gracie's question too. It just is. Oh, I've said this many times, Anthony, on my show. I've been running businesses since I was eight years old. There's nothing harder than running a media company. And don't get it <laughs> twisted. If you're a YouTuber or a content creator, you're not quote unquote, just a YouTuber. You're running a media company. And I, I know Anthony will agree with this. If you want to do this as a business, you definitely need to think of it as you are running your very own Netflix. What do you say to creators and businesses who are like, Anthony, like, I know how YouTube works. I, I guess I'm, this is kind of a personal question too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I am like, like, what is, why am I getting 10 out of 10s? I should be getting one out of 10s. Like, what is happening? This is messing with my head. It, I've lost sleep over this. You know, I've been depressed many, many times when I know the video is a banger. I know the video is exactly what my audience, my real-time views have shown. This is the kind of video that YouTube wants to push out. And yet 
I get crickets. How do you, how do you navigate that as a business, as a creator? What do you tell them? Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, in my career now, it's like I'm, I'm hitting 15 years of, of working with people and, and of creating content. And, um, and out of all the different people I've worked with, like most of them that, that do come to me uh, eventually, uh, you know, they've been at it for years themselves, right? And some of them have made it to, you know, 50,000 subscribers or something, right, from, from the years of doing it. Uh, uh, and some have made it to like 70,000 um, or even, even to like 100 or 500. And then some have just made it to 10, right? Like they're still or below 10. And, and, and the truth is by the time they come to me, like – they, they sort of went through their, their entire cycle of like trial and error, right? Um, and maybe they, they picked up a few courses here and there, and, and then maybe, and hopefully they picked up a book to try to see like, you know, if there's something here that I'm missing that I'm not doing and applying. But there's a difference between then hiring someone like me to then go in and within like the first hour be like, oh, you're not doing this. And then just like, oh, I can do that. I'm like, yeah. Or, or like, hey, what if you did this? And it's like, okay, I'll go do that. And then have everything completely change all of a sudden. And, and like, in and this play button right here on this side, that was one of those. Let people. me do the layout here. Let me give you more of a layout here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go ahead. So, so, so this play. Button Love those play buttons, by the way. <laughs> for Stokoe countertops, they they were at it for like nine years on YouTube, and I made it to seventy thousand subscribers of nine years of work with wow. hundreds and hundreds of videos, right? And, and that's where they were at. They were stuck there for, for a little bit, right? And so on the first call with them, like I'm looking at them, they're just like this this like small company in Oregon, like a small town in Oregon. I don't, I don't even remember what the town is. They had a lot of bears everywhere, like <laughs> statues of bears because I went and visited their facility, which was cool. Um, and, uh, and so like – it's 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 the owner, his brother, and his wife. That's 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 who ran the business, right? They're just sitting there with their notepads on the first call, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. We start talking, start going through the the audit, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, have you guys ever gone live on your channel? And then and then Mike, who's the owner, he's like, he's like, well, I can't go live, man. I'm gonna burn something, and then people are gonna like think I'm a hack, and I'm like. I'm like, if you burn something live, that'd be amazing. Like, yeah, I'm sure, people are gonna love that. And I'm like, I'm like, you have the personality from like looking at your videos and seeing what you do, and 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 knowing that you have done this for so many years, like you can go live and you'll be fantastic at it. Like, um, I want you to apply sort of this model of doing it, like if you were on QVC or the Shop at Home Network, for those who know what that is. Um, yeah. Like, I want you to to like present your product show how it works talk to people engage with them and then and then and then like we'll see what happens all right and he's like he's like oh, i don't want to do it and i'm just like I'm, I'm like i'm like dude you paid x amount of money to work with me just like do what i'm asking you to do and, and Trust he had, the expert. yeah he had to <laughs> that's what i tell clients all the time they're like they're telling me how i love the way you said that anthony because they, they're telling me what they should do and i'm like then why did you hire me <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Mike did it. All right. Mike has like 70, 70, 70 something thousand subscribers at that time. Right. They go live. Um, they send out the email to their, their, their list. Like a, a, we sort of prepared this like live launch strategy. 
Um, he goes live. Uh, he that 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 live is amazing. Um, he had he had about uh, a thousand people on the live from his customer list. Wow! And just excited to watch him. Wow, um, that's a lot of stayed, people. Yeah, they stayed on for two hours watching him perform, do his thing, uh, showing his product, and they bought the product. Um, and he, this was like in July, uh, they bought his product and, um, Mike calls me back and he's like, and, uh, and he's like, he's like, we, we shattered our black Friday records. Wow. This one day, like in all our company history. And like the very next week they had surpassed a hundred thousand subscribers because all those people had started to subscribe, like the the algorithm so here's the thing the algorithm is more your friend than it is your enemy the algorithm started just like pushing that out to people and people and they started just getting views and views and views and, and sales came in and all that stuff and they and they and they hit their hundred thousand you know wow. <laughs> uh, they crossed that threshold it was it was amazing wow um, and, and and what's funny is like and that was just the the first tactic that I I, I gave them on that call because I was like. I was like, we can talk about titles because the titles can be better. We can talk about thumbnails because thumbnails can be way better. We can talk about how he talks too much <laughs> in the beginning of the video. But I was like, I was like, what he needs is to go live because he knows how to engage with his customers. All his reviews talk about how they love him and all this stuff. It's like, so they just want more of him. And and that's what you know we gave him through that YouTube live experience. That's great. And, and from there on, he, he kept doing it and and within like six months later, he was already at 300,000 subscribers. Jeez. Um, and then what's funny is like at, at when he got to the 600,000 subscriber mark, which is about a, like two years later, it stopped. And, and then like he called me, he calls me back up and he's like, hey, we don't know what's going on, man. Like nothing's working. Like, like we're doing all this great stuff. Like, and, and I, like, you know, they were doing everything I taught him. And then I was like, hey, like, when's the last time you guys went live? And they're like, oh, we stopped doing that a while ago. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I was, I was like, you should probably go live again, man. You should probably uh, go live again. Yeah. Uh, so if, I mean, I'm, if I'm getting, if I'm yeah, understanding yeah. you correctly, Anthony, I love this. So you're saying, I love that you said that the algorithm is more for you than against you. I think a lot of creators actually look at the algorithm as an adversarial uh, kind of relationship. But what if I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying take a look at yourself, take a look at your content. It's probably not as good as you think it is. Yes, title, thumbnail, intro, super important. But you're also saying listen to your audience. What maybe if they if if you're getting all this engagement saying, hey, we love his personality, we love his, and you haven't done a specific format for your channel, that's something to think about. And speaking of formats, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about shorts, right? Right, right. <laughs> so, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that nobody's asked this yet, but I'm going to go ahead and ask. Yeah, yeah. So, Anthony, you know, uh, and, and, and by the way, I, I love what you just said. What you just said was, I told these guys, yeah, we can talk about titles. Yeah, we can talk about thumbnails. Yeah, we can talk about your intro, but why haven't you gone live? And you consulted them and told them what to do. They listened and their channel exploded. More importantly, their sales exploded. Um, so, so I love that advice. I love the, the lesson that I'm gathering, which is 
you need to think about what your audience wants you to do if your goal is to accrue as many customers, clients, etc. Um, anybody can do YouTube for fun. If you're doing it for fun, God bless you. That's fantastic. Um, I think the majority of our audience, especially me, myself, um, we are in this because we don't want to go back to our nine to fives. I don't want to go back to the university. I used to be a university professor. I hated every second of it. I love my students, but the administration, the red tape, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, and I couldn't stand anybody telling me how to run my class. Uh, or telling my students what books to buy, right? So the majority of our audience wants to do this, wants to 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 create content, do something that they're passionate about and make money doing it. So I love that advice. So I have to ask you about shorts. Yeah. And I don't even know where to begin, but I'm going to start <laughs> here. <laughs> um, there was a lot of hype about shorts monetization. Yeah. Um, all through the end of Q4 2022, there was a ton of hype. Shorts monetization is coming. Shorts monetization is coming. You're going to be able to make, you know, the, YouTube's going to share ad revenue with shorts. Everybody's excited. Everybody, so much hype, hype. Then January, February hits and we looked at our analytics <laughs> and right away we saw bubkis. We saw not a whole lot of hasta la pasta. But I was one of the first people, I think at least, that said, yo, 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 yo. It's only been, you got to give this some time. I'm not going to look at my analytics until maybe March or April. Well, I did. <laughs> and shorts revenue monetization to me, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't think anybody's saying it was a catastrophe. I mean, there's, there's literally no money to be made through shorts monetization, at least directly through the platform. Indirectly, there's tons of opportunities, but you're the expert, Anthony. What are you telling your clients? What are you doing yourself when it comes to shorts, is this something that everybody should be doing? Is it something that's only specific to certain niches? Is this something that you should do on a separate channel? Is it even worth it at all? I have to get your take okay. on YouTube shorts. Yeah. I mean, so there, there was a lot of questions there. So I'll answer some, <laughs> I'll answer some of the rapid fire ones, right? Um, so so quickly, uh, does it create a separate channel for it? No, unless your short content is going to be drastically different, like a different niche, different space, different topic than what you already do on your channel, right? If that's the case, then yeah, go ahead and start a shorts channel if you want, right? Um, but then, but then you're not really gonna monetization is not gonna be a thing. Now, another thing to notice is that, like, I, I thought it was interesting that people were so hyped about shorts monetization, considering that we already had a case study with TikTok monetization, which was already like terrible, <laughs> like and, and the way that the the TikTok channels were making any money on TikTok wasn't through the the whole monetization there. It was mainly through affiliate links and and selling their own products, right, or services. And so that's what was making the money. Um, so when people were looking at yeah indirectly yeah. So when people started looking at at uh, YouTube Shorts as a monetization game, I was like, oh, that's not the right way to look at it. Um, it's more of an audience, like it's more of gain uh, as much attention as you can to a certain audience that really is just browsing, right? So like YouTube shorts really is more for the browsers than it is for like the people who are like, all right, time to dedicate some time to learning something. It's like, no, like those people search things they, like they search for things or they're subscribed to a certain channel that they go to for 
to, to meet a certain need or a want, right? And so for me, the strategy with shorts um, was, was always going to be like, let's draw as much attention as I can to a general public that, that might not be interested in what I have to say or, or into this topic. But somewhere along the way, I, I will find my audience there, right? Because again, you got to remember, as soon as it launched, the algorithm wasn't that great. So it was like, you were just getting put into a sea of everything. Right. Um, but it was it was really to start building your library, but also to help you as the creator. Like, to me, like, when I coach people to start doing the shorts, it was like, I was like, you're going to go from creating these long form videos to a short form video. That means you're going to have to learn to be a little more concise while still giving a ton of value. And, and now present it in a way that's energetic um, if you're more of a slow talker, right? Um, <laughs> or or try not to go too fast. And and then like people are like, what did they say? Um, and so it was like, get the practice to create short content. Um, get yourself out there, uh, you know, to create all of this, uh, to get an audience that's sort of in mass. Um, and then from there, we'll start to tweak things that, that could then drive people to your videos. So to mm. me, the way I look at shorts is still as, as more of a promotional tool, right? Um, to, to drive people in with big highlight moments or, or like big takeaways that are, that are easy to consume. And then if they like how you deliver it, they like what you do, then they're gonna be more willing to watch the three minutes, the five minutes, the 10 minutes, the hour long video from you. Um, and really that's sort of like a sneak peek into my, yeah. into my personality, into my brand. Yeah. And that really also, you also got to see that on TikTok because as people, you know, as TikTok sort of opened the doors to be like, Oh, we can, you can now do three minute TikToks. You, you can now do 10 minute TikToks, which is crazy. Um, but like it sort of started getting people used to seeing certain content, seeing certain hosts, seeing certain people. And now they're willing to like stay longer and listen to the the watch the three minute TikTok or watch the ten minute TikTok, um, and so that's what shorts to me does on YouTube as well. It helps promote your longer form content. Helps people sort of see who you are rather quickly, um, and and like again the the algorithm on YouTube has gotten a lot better. Where now it can suggest short form and long form to these viewers, um, which is fantastic. And again, it's searchable and and like and you're being suggested. Um, and you know, again, you can easily promote a short. So yeah, big shout out to Roger Wakefield. How you doing, Roger? Good to see you. Thank you for being here. Roger is an amazing, speaking of plumbers, an amazing content creator, business (laughs) owner. It's good to see you, Roger. I hope you and the family are doing fantastic. Um, yeah, that's so interesting that you say that, uh, which which I I sort of want to say something about Roger too, because, because, uh, when, when I consulted with Roger, one of the things I told him, I was like, I was like, dude, like, have you ever heard of Reddit? <laughs> and Roger's like, what's that? I'm like, there's, there's a community of, of wild people on Reddit, man, that, that, that like talk about plumbing and like, and why, I don't know, but they, but they love it. And so, and so like, um, Roger then took the strategy of looking through Reddit, seeing what people were talking there and then creating some amazing content. And what's nice with something like Reddit is that people are already upvoting and voting on the thing that people care about or yeah. feel is important. Yeah. So as soon as Roger created videos around that, um, you know, he was already sort of weeding out the best stuff. Um, and then Roger is now more of a celebrity than a plumber sometimes. Like, I mean, 
Like, he is. <laughs> he absolutely is. Um, I, I call him YouTube's plumber. <laughs> yes, he is. Absolutely, 100%. And I can vouch for that, too. Like, I have probably gotten, I mean, a ton of video ideas from Reddit. Um, and again, what is Reddit? Reddit is the microcosm. Reddit is the manifestation of what the culture of your niche is caring about the most. So what are they caring about the most? What are the problems? What are the questions? I love that. Um, that's a great little uh, secret uh, tip right there. I would, uh, I would uh, even Anthony. say, you know, Reddit's tagline is that they're the front page of the internet. Love so that. Like, so love so that. that, you know, if you want to go viral, Reddit sort of shows you here's what's viral. Talk about it. <laughs> I love that. I think, I think what you just said earlier too, Anthony, about shorts are searchable. Hmm. I think that's going to give a little edge to YouTube shorts, but I wanted to, it reminded me of this new ban. Um, one of the few, if only states, I think that banned um, TikTok is Montana recently. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, do you think TikTok's going to eventually get banned or is this just a bunch of like political drama? Uh, it's, it's a bunch of political drama, but like, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't think you can ban things like that since we're dealing with like, constitutional rights free speech so it's like so it, it falls into that space uh so we'll see how that works out um yeah but but even then like you know like like let's say tiktok is banned somehow right like you already have youtube that's that's doing short form and is instagram away yeah. and and all that stuff right like you already have all these other places to go like you know like that's just, just go where you can. <laughs> um, like it doesn't. Stop there's new ones popping up all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's already a, a, a TikTok alternative. I wrote an article about it. Lemonade. There's already. I mean, there's this. There's you know, there's a Twitter alternative. Instagram introduced a new Twitter alternative. I mean, there's there's always. That's what's beautiful, right? What is it? Competition necessity breeds competition, or competition breeds innovation. Whatever the saying is. Um, I think it's good for us creators, right? It's good for us business owners, whatever happens. Hey, uh, Anthony, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, you've been awesome. It feels like this hour has gone by in like two <laughs> seconds. Um, I wanted to talk about a few myths and okay. you tell me, uh, or maybe they're not myths. Maybe they're facts. Um, play a little quick game called myth and facts. And by the way, if you have any questions for our awesome guests, it's very rare Look at all those play buttons behind him. He's got gold play buttons, silver play buttons. It's very rare to have somebody who has this much knowledge about YouTube. So if you have any questions, type a big capital Q in front of your comment and then ask your question and I'll get it to uh, to Anthony. But I, I wanted to, uh, uh, just a couple of fun things for me as a creator. And I know a lot of other creators think about these things. And you mentioned SEO a couple of times. So... Uh -huh. You know, a lot of, I'm not going to mention any names, but a lot of big, big people in the space right. <laughs> have said that SEO is a big kind of myth when it comes right. to YouTube. You've mentioned it a couple of times. What is your take on search engine optimization for those of you that don't know what we're talking about when it comes to YouTube? A lot of people, even I was in a, a audio room not that long ago where somebody who actually worked at YouTube said, uh, SEO and keyword optimization is totally has nothing to do with anything. Doesn't help the algorithm at all. I want to know what do you tell clients, Anthony, and what should we as creators? You have so much knowledge. 
Where's your stance when it comes to SEO on YouTube? We know that 75% of views come from recommendations. TikTok, it's like 95%. Facebook, it's like 89%. Where do you stand when it comes to SEO? I mean, it's still, there's still data points for YouTube's algorithms and for the viewer. Like if, if, if the title or the description or, or none of those things were important, they wouldn't be there. Like that, like YouTube would get rid of it. Right. Like, because then, because if, if we're all basing it off suggested recommendations, then, then you wouldn't need to read a title. Like it would be on the video itself. Like, and it would just sort of pop up into your feed. And when you search things, it would just pop up a bunch of stuff. Like, here's the things you want to watch. Right. With, with no titles. <laughs> like, right. Which, right. And, and you would just be like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks for, for showing me everything. In a way, I feel like that's sort of, <laughs> I, I don't want to go into a whole other conversation, but like sometimes I feel like as people depend on like chat GPT or AI, yeah. sort, of, sort of eliminating the, the concept of like, of like, I'm just going to type something in and then just, just feed me what you want and, and I won't really do any research. <laughs> that's sort of that mindset, which is not a, it's not a healthy mindset. Sometimes it's like always, always research. something. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, titles are important because titles are still heavily weighed on the SEO front of, of things. Um, but it, it, it's always going to be on, on where you're at as a creator at the beginning, it's going to be weighted a lot more than it is later on when you've built of an audience that's dedicated to you. Um, and you're already being suggested. It's not going to matter as much. Right. Plus, I mean, plus, I mean, like, like there's channels that have made their entire living on search. (laughs) I mean, I got, I think of Levi uh, Lassick, who uh, his whole channel is about moving to Dallas and he puts SEO at the top searches his number one traffic source. And this guy has closed million dollar deals, you know, on YouTube all organically. Um, I have his book. (laughs) Let me just give uh, Levi a quick plug real fast because he's, such an awesome creator. Passive prospecting. That's Levi right there. Everybody should go get that. It's a great book. Um, he built a, a an entire business. He built an entire business on search. So I wanted to see where you stood on that, uh, uh, Anthony, and I'm glad you uh, have kind of, um, you know, really just practically just said, look, why is it there? Why does it even, if it doesn't matter, why is it there? If tags don't matter, if tags aren't important, right? Why do they still have the option to put them in there? Correct. They so to uh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Believe in yourself says, what's that structure to your left? That's street fighter, man. Street fighter. That's like the ultimate arcade game. <laughs> okay. Another myth, another right, myth. And by the way, you know, we're seeing a lot of people jump in the chat now. Uh, ask your questions because I don't want to take up too much of Anthony's time. We've already had him for an hour and I want to respect his time. It's Sunday. He probably has family time like I do. Um, so Anthony, another myth, another myth versus fact. Um, so what are your thoughts on, so we talk about SEO. What are your thoughts on there's only certain niches that can be successful on YouTube that you see people like, and I'll just throw this out as an example. The finance niche has the highest CPMs and the highest right. RPMs. Right. Um, and if you're not doing finance or if you're not a, a, a channel that is in those top RPM CPM niches, 
that you can't be successful. What do you say? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? That there's only certain niches that can really take advantage of the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's an interesting one because I don't know if I've heard it, uh, I guess asked that way. Um, to me, it's like uh, a niche is a niche. <laughs> a niche is a niche, right? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, a, and a niche is a niche. Um, so like when you really think about it, I'm going to sing the wizard of Oz song right now. <laughs> when you really think about that word, like if you break it down to what it, it really means, it, it's really saying like, like, you know, who's the target and what's the value. So look at it that way, right? Don't just look at it like, what's the community that everybody wants this thing for? Or like right. the algorithm is only going to favor this for, right? It's like, no, like who's the target and what's the value? Like if you know who the target audience is and what the value uh, you're going to be able to give to that target audience, that's your niche. Like, like don't worry about like all these, like, like the subcategories or the main header topics or whatever of like, I'm in the finance space. It's like, it's like, well, cool. You're in the finance space, but like what part of the finance space, like honestly, even to this day, most successful channels and whatever space they're in, the reason why they're successful is because they narrow it down to a way that stands out above the rest. Right. Like, it, and, and to go on with finance again, like you have people who are more of the Dave Ramsey philosophy, right? So we're going to tell you about like saving and, and never using credit cards. And then you have other people who are, uh, let's say like the meet Sethi space of like, of like, no, like, you know, it's more important to start investing right away and, and start uh, automating your systems uh, than, than worrying about, uh, you know, saving on lattes and whatnot. Um, and so then if you're in the finance space, it's like, well, what's the unique thing that you're going to bring? And in fact, like within that space, I see so many people talk about different things, like when it comes to getting out of debt or investing. Yeah. Or whatever. So everyone has their own way of approaching it. Like I've heard people say like, open up multiple uh, uh, checking accounts. And, and I hear that. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but like, but, but they have an audience for that. Those people. Right. Who are, like, right. They have I, an angle. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love that. I'll do that. Or in the real estate space, right? It's like you have people who are talking about short-term rentals and you have people talking about long-term rentals. You have people talking about Airbnb, wholesaling, uh, you know, buying buying property this way, that way. Like everyone has their unique angle to, to do it in. And so then you as the creator or as the entrepreneur and business owner, you need to figure out what's your unique angle. But but more than just the unique angle and strengths and all those things that you bring to the table and experiences, it, it again goes back to like, what's the target and what's the value? Mm. And then you could go into like, Oh, here are my, here are what her, where like, you know, here's where I make it interesting or here's where I'm unique or here's my story or here's my strength. Like, because you can bring all that, but if you don't have a target and you're not really providing value to that, you know, target audience, then, you're just doing stuff. <laughs> right. Right. Which is fine if that's what you're into, but yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. Oh, okay. We got a question from grow with Angie. I have to get her question out there. Angie says, uh, and by the way, uh, Anthony, if you have to go, just let me know. I don't oh, want to monopolize no. your time. Um, totally let's fine. just take a couple last second questions here. Yeah, yeah. Angie says, what's a good way to widen your niche within the niche? I'm stuck indoor gardening. And this summer I want to implement outside too. It doesn't get as much traction. Should I just keep going and trying? It's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, um, 
So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feign that I'm uh, you know I have a green thumb and I know everything that there is to, to know about gardening, um, but I guess sort of some of my follow up questions there, uh, if if you're able to answer in time, it's like so your your niche right now, it like it seems like you're you're doing indoor gardening, gardening, right? It's a gardening channel, but you're, yeah. you're talking about how you're stuck with indoor gardening and you want to go outside. To me, indoor gardening sounds incredible because like rarely have I heard about that. My sister-in-law does indoor gardening um, because we're in Utah and like it's mostly cold most of the time, right? And so yeah. they, they bought like this weird, crazy display that sits in their uh, living room and I sort of make fun of them saying like, are you guys growing weed? Um, but no, it's a bunch of like spices and herbs and, and stuff for salads and it's really cool. Um, and, and they, you know, they had a, a crop, I guess, <laughs> or, wow. or, right? They had they had a yield, and and like and they used it for their salads and for their food and, and all that stuff, and it's really cool. Um, uh, and it's also because they don't have a place to garden outside, right? So that's the big advantage. So if you're talking about indoor gardening, you got to understand that your your audience is mostly going to be people in cities or people where they just don't have a backyard or a front yard or anywhere to garden outside of their house. Um, or you know they uh, are in a place that just doesn't have great weather, right? So I, I so I feel like that's where you're gonna you know shine within that community. Now, if you want to start talking about the the people who are the outside gardeners, like you can, right? But the way you need to do it is to try to help the inside gardeners. <laughs> this sounds so funny to help the inside gardeners <laughs> be like it, what I call this. I call this a transition video, right? You have to create a a, a couple of series of transition videos where you mix in both worlds so like so you like you address your inside gardeners who loved you and have been with you right and you're like hey you probably have this tower in your in your living room you've 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 done all these amazing things it's been awesome and it's like but you know it's the weather's getting nice you know and it's the season to start growing this like i'm going to show you how to create something like that outside um and this is how you do it. And then you talk about that, right? You sort of slowly move them to open, you know, the blinds and, and the door and go outside into the world. Um, <laughs> but that's if, again, that's if it's possible for them, right? Uh, maybe if they're in a city, then it's like, all right, is there places in my city or in, in the different cities that, the, that people could be at to grow a community garden, right? Um, or like, if I have a, a balcony, can I grow something on that balcony by creating something there? But really, um, when you're trying to transition between two, like widening the niche, you're going to have to create these transition episodes that sort of blend both worlds and sort of give them the pros and cons to just try to see, like, do they need to go outside or are they going to be fine always being inside as inside gardeners? And, and that's also, that. do you just want to talk about outside gardening now? If that's the case, then then yeah, make the transition episodes and then be like, I'm only talking about gardening outside now. <laughs> kind of easing them through that transition. Is that yeah. what you're saying, Anthony? Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that's that's what you're gonna end up doing, you know. Um, for some reason the, the thought that came to mind is like is like, what if you had a channel that was all about Ford trucks and then you all of a sudden had to get them to start buying Chevy trucks? Man, that would you would have a hard time there. Like <laughs> very hard Hello. time. <laughs> yeah that's that's like that's like trying to turn 
you know, uh, Tesla. <laughs> let's let's try to turn like Republicans to Democrats, Democrats to Republicans. You're gonna have a hard time. Hello, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna be easy. But that, that's that's because with that communities, right? There's like different yeah. like things and, and thoughts and ideas there. Um, but you can you can always share both of those things to provide insights from both of those worlds. But still, always try to remember to cater to the community that you've cultivated, or in your case, grown. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> well, hey, Anthony, I, I just want to say thank you for your time. I think you've dropped some serious, helpful information that's going to really help our audience. Um, and I, I just want to say how much we appreciate that. I want to give you the floor. All right. I want that's you good. to kind of take us home and just leave us with one thing that you think every YouTube creator, whether you're a creator, a business, a brand, doesn't matter. What is something that we should all be kind of focusing on as we move forward, as things evolve? Um, I want to give you the floor and then feel free to tell people where to find you. Uh, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, you have the floor, Anthony. Yeah, I, I would I would go you know full circle here and, and go back to talking about story, right? Understand how to imbue story into everything that you discuss when it comes to teaching, uh, you know, a concept or, or or teaching your knowledge that that you've ex- that that you've gained over the years. In fact, like throughout this interview, you've probably seen that. Like if I talked about a certain principle, there was a story attached to it, whether that's the client's experience or how I had to show someone how to do something, there was a story attached to it because that's always going to help people resonate and, and make them you know go into those people's shoes and be like, this could be me um, and, and achieving that. And, and in order to get better at telling stories, just tell stories when you're around people like, you know, like actually share experiences, share your days, like do, do stories on Instagram, like about any little thing, uh, that, that you're excited about or that you, that you've read somewhere or that you experienced. In fact, like right now that you guys stayed with us on this interview, you can literally do a story and say like, Hey, I just learned some great things from Anthony Ambrees. This is awesome. YouTube, you know, YouTube strategist. And, and these were the takeaways I got from it. Right. That would be a story that you get to share with people of what you experienced and what you learned. Right. Um, and that also promotes me. So it's really cool. <laughs> but I mean, but, but yeah, like it's, it's always to me, like I, I was always big when it came to like show and tell. And, and that's how I sort of see a lot of things, especially as we learn and experience things. And the best way to do it is always going to be through a story. Like that's the thing that, that sort of, you know, lasts, you know, like it, 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 what is that, what is that phrase? The test of time what lasts, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to I know say what that. you're saying. <laughs> Stories have been around since the beginning of civilization. Um, you know, before there was the internet, before there was uh, uh, even newspapers, you know, how would you find out what was happening? The village 10 miles away is you'd gather around the campfire and tell stories. Yeah. So how's, uh, I mean, you know, Edna doing? How's Tom doing? Did he ever get that? Whatever. Everything is stories. So yeah, I mean, it's the one thing that has threaded throughout the ages. I mean, to make it relatable, like you guys see the Street Fighter arcade cabinet there, right? It's like, like the the story. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> the the story there is is like in, in back in those days, it's like if you had a, a system at home, like a Nintendo or, or an Atari or Nintendo or whatever it was at the time, right? Like you know, you weren't going to be able to beat a game unless that one kid knew the way to do it, and you had to go talk to them. 
somehow there was always that one kid somewhere that had the code and had the way to do it. And you had to go yeah. friends with them. <laughs> um, but then, you know, the reason why I have the Street Fighter Arcade is because as a kid, that's what I that's what I spent a lot of my money on, enjoyed playing it. Uh, and so it's like a big part of my my life growing up. So as, a, as an adult, I'm like, I can now buy this. <laughs> there you go. And so why not have it? And plus, when my kids come to my office, they enjoy playing it now. So it's really cool to see that. Anthony, thank you so much, man. Uh, I can't thank you enough for being here. If you want to see Anthony on the show again, give me a hashtag, yeah, yeah, in the comments. Um, where yeah, can people find back. you, Anthony? If people want to check out your content, if people want to work with you, um, let people know where they can find you. Yeah, the easiest way, honestly, is Instagram. Um, you just type in Anthony Ambrose. You'll see it. It'll have my name on there. Say YouTube strategist and just follow me there. Send me messages and I and I look at them all, reply to them all. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the best way. Um, and, and if you want to, like, uh, I, I think I have links there, too. So you can click on those, to, like book a discovery call if you want to look into hiring me and, and helping get unstuck and get to that next level with your YouTube channels and your business. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, Anthony, thank you so much for being here and we're just so appreciative. We'd love to have you on again. Um, you know, maybe even, uh, uh, when things, uh, change again, cause YouTube's always evolving. We can have mm -hmm. our, our awesome resident expert on, um, big shout out to you, Anthony. I hope you and your family have a wonderful Sunday. And again, thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. So, hey, uh, if you enjoyed this show, it would really, really mean the world to me if you could tap that like button, share this out. Podcast listeners, replay viewers, again, leave your comments. I also have a gift for you in the pinned comment and in the description because what's this channel all about? This is the creator economy. This is ways in which you can monetize your experience, creativity, and skills. I have a free download for you, 28 credible ideas on how you can start making money online, doing what you love, what you're passionate about, and actually providing help and value to the marketplace. Go check that out. I love each and every one of you. Check out these other videos and other podcast episodes. I got a ton of playlists on how to uh, create better content, YouTube, how to grow your YouTube channel. Go check that out and don't forget to subscribe. I love you all and I'll see you in the next show.